Thank you very much for tuning into the Katie K9 show. I'm a poet and don't know it. There we go. And so we got Amy DeLong. Um, so what technically is your title, Amy? A homeo... Title? Well, a... What? You know, Katie, I do... Holistic aromatherapist? Well, I am an animal aromatherapist. Okay. So certified with that. Okay. So you're um, certified. Yep. Yep. I have over 300 hours wow. on that alone. Mm-hmm. I am a T-Touch practitioner. Oh, okay. I do intuitive um, healing, energy mm-hmm. healing. Oh, nice. And, and like, well, I do communication, but it's usually tied into all the other stuff that I do. Oh, right. Um, and... So I think on my website, you're going to see holistic solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just pull out of my toolbox, whatever it is that's going to be most helpful. Oh, nice. For okay. you. And once again, is that what work? Uh, what's your website? AmyWilliamsDeLong.com. Jeez, I got a bug in my... <coughs> I can't get rid of this thing. I had a piece of licorice. Don't die. I know I had a piece of licorice and now and my whole throat is just that's being why stupid. it's that licorice <sighs> i'm telling but anyway, you anyway okay and by the way it was wiley wallaby's sour apple which is one of our favorites here i love the kln products uh, you know that's nutrisource's parent company is kln so the yeah wiley wallaby they're that that the sour apples and then plus remember they have those what are those ones that we love with the caramel over the top of it? Oh, it's like it a bites. caramel apple. Yeah, caramel it's apple. It's supposed to be bites. like caramel oh, apple. That is so good. Yeah. But okay, never mind. All right. <laughs> okay, cans cats cannot do something. Okay, well, let's see. They cannot taste a certain thing. What is it? Uh <laughs> like how they're made, you know, like taste buds. You know how we you know you, yeah. can, you can eat sweet, sour, you know, stuff like that. So is it is it's, so it's like a sweet cannot, or sour thing. Something red, like a taste. Like, okay. There's a taste that There's they cannot taste. taste. Do you know what do you have any um, idea what it is? I'm gonna say it's sure, let's go with sour. Okay, what do you think, Amy? <laughs> I'm about salty. Salty? Nope. It's sugar. Oh. Cats can't taste sugar. They don't have sweet taste buds. Interesting. That is interesting because I'm trying to think a lot of times the lower end cat foods, yeah. cats love it. And I always thought it was because of the, you know, the extra sugar like in there. The sh- yeah. But if they don't, they can't taste the sugar, then it must be the car. I don't get that. But anyway, that's what they say. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. And then also, okay, now the taste buds for dogs. Okay, now taste buds for dogs is seven or seventeen hundred. Ours is nine thousand. Okay, now the smelling of a dog. Okay, as far as what their sniffer can do and our sniffer can do. Okay, their sensitive uh, a dog is a thousand to ten million times more sensitive than our sniffer. All right. Also, the scent glands, and it varies by breeds. The scent glands can go from one hundred twenty five thousand to three hundred million. That's that's the that you know, like I said, compared to humans have five million as far as sniffers, you know, that what we can smell, but the dogs have 125,000 to 300 million. All right, also with dogs, it's 60 square inches of odor detecting like computer at their disposal, 60 square inches. And do you have any idea what the number one scent hound is? The one that has the most receptors? I, we've talked about it before. Let's see how good your memory is. <laughs> like the breed of the yes. dog? Yes, what breed of dog has uh, the, is the mo- the one with the uh, like 300 million receptors. Bloodhound, coonhound. Ding, ding, ding. You just said it right off the bat. Did Bloodhound. I? Bloodhound yes! is the number one scent dog. I was like, I knew something. It had to be. Right, and we went, we went and we looked this up. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. You ready for this? There's just a minute here. Dee, dee, dee. Oh, come on. Oh, I hate, I hate computers. I hate them. <laughs> I just hate them. Okay. The, there's uh, the 10th the, for, for smelling, you know, dogs scent work or yes. smelling their, yeah, the yeah, power yeah. of their nose. Yeah. 10th place is a pointer. Oh. All right. Ninth place is a German short hair pointer. Eighth place is a coon hound. Okay. Seventh place is an English Springer Spaniel. Interesting. Sixth place is a Belgian Malinois. What is that? Can you... It looks like a German Shepherd with a black mask, like kind of a tan. Oh, they're okay. Kind of more slender. Okay. Oh, boy, they're awesome dogs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, five is Labrador Retriever. Okay. This is for their, their nose yeah. ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? yeah. Yep. Okay. Fourth is German Shepherd. Okay. Third is a beagle. Yeah, we all yeah, knew yeah. that. I, like, every beagle I knew that one had one. to be high up. But I was surprised. The Basset is number two. The Basset is number two for scenting. But they're lower. I don't because of, of all their guess, the, how big their ears are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their nose is a lot broader. It's a lot, because yeah. now and number one obviously is the bloodhound. But if you look at the face of a bloodhound and the face of a Basset. The 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 snaz yeah the the bloodhound is wider and longer but I mean it's not too much behind the basset oh I mean, okay the basset is yeah. not too much far behind yeah so that's but cool. anyway well, but yeah so that's uh, that's what uh, the the smellability of the dogs out there okay we got Sue calling in and we're going to be talking a little bit about okay Sue are you with hi Sue hi 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 there how you doing I'm good I'm I'm Eagerly listening to everything you're saying, I just was sitting here thinking, no matter how many years I've listened to your show and known you, I'm always learning new things. Yay! That's the purpose of the show. We don't, we're not too redundant. <laughs> and I love everything that Amy is talking about, too. I think you talked about it before, the, the problems with having um, oils and, and scents with the dogs. And now that I have a senior dog who's very deaf, her sniffer is working on overtime. Oh, that so. is very true. It very true. is very true. Very true. Yeah, yeah the, what it takes one away, the, the other one heightens. It does, yeah. and it's yeah. also you also have to consider. So two things: you right. consider that yeah. when you're using your oils, right? right? So you right. might want to make it less, but also keeping that sniffer going keeps the brain working. Ah, okay. So sometimes we can by using the oils, you can keep the brain working. Okay. So you can, you know, maybe less dementia or something. Okay, right. Okay. Those things. It's a but way. What, of, what oil would you uh, uh, say for that? For like oh. less dementia, it, a particular one can pop up. You know, sweet orange pops up sweet in orange. my head because it's kind of stimulating. Right. And yet, I mean, it's, um, it's re- well, it's refreshing. It's like mm-hmm. an orange, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, uplifting, but yet it can also be calming at the same right. time. Okay. So, um, but there's a lot of them you could use. You could do just by using the oils yourself okay. if they're smelling something. Okay. Well, Amy would be a great person at our Bark for Life. Yeah, she should come to our oh, Bark for Life. May eleventh, but I think we were busy. I think May eleventh. Yeah, but before awesome. we do the Bark for Life, okay, yeah, we are see. also doing a five k this year. We did, we've done it for the last um, two or three years at our event, and this year we're going to do it on the Saturday before the Bark for Life. So it's Saturday, May fourth, and it's going to be in Stillwater. And it is sponsored by River Valley Athletic Club. So okay. they're going to sponsor it. And it's $20 to, uh, before the 27th of April and 25 after that. And anybody who comes will also receive a code to get a $5 discount to register for the Bark for Life, which is the following Saturday. So 
all the money that is received at this 5K is automatically rolling into the Bark for Life. So we're really glad that they are doing that and um, looking forward to having a nice spring day to do a run. Right, and it's a 5K, and they can run with their dogs, obviously. Or and it's a walk run. It's yep. definitely People are definitely can walk it, and, and dogs are invited. We will have the Bark for Life bandanas for all of the dogs, and then the people will receive um, one of the Bark for Life um, string bags. Uh, with the discount in there for the Bark for Life. So something for the humans and the people will have food that's being donated and should be a great day. So that's before the the Bark for Life. And then the Bark for Life will be on Saturday, May the 11th at Barker's Alps, which is ideally named, um, in Bayport. So this is our sixth year that we are doing it. This year our our sway bags are Extra, extraordinary, isn't it? They are. This is why everybody is pre-registering because the value of the bark bags or the swag bags or the goodie bags, the value of the bags that people get, the first hundred and fifty people are they value at seventy dollars, and the registration fee is thirty dollars before May first and thirty five afterwards. So it's a no brainer. Yes. I mean, you're going to walk away with more items and more value than what you're paying to be there. But right, and it, the bags are great, and then, the, like I said, the, what's in it, Angel from Angel's Pet World had done, yes. really gathered some really nice stuff for yep. this swag bag this year. It's just unbelievable. So any- and many of our sponsors are putting things in there. Um, we have had great response for, for sponsors this year. We've got uh, five people. Let me pull this up on my computer to see who they are. Well, Nutrisource is a big five- Pardon me? Nutrisource is a big uh, sponsor. Nutrisource is definitely one of mm-hmm. the... They've been a key sponsor for the event ever since we started. Yeah. But Nutrisource is one, and um, Brockman Trucking is another one, Storage and Trucking. Um, River Valley is a $1,000 sponsor. And a new one this year is um, OSI, which is a physical therapy place. They mm-hmm. are in at $1,000. And then Atlas Pet Store in... Uh, Blaine and Stillwater, they are another sponsor. So we have uh, we have a lot of sponsors that haven't done it before. Min Pets is back. We will have um, the, oh, what's the, Lost Dogs of Minnesota. They're going to be back there with us as sponsors. So we'll have lots of sponsors and vendors there. Katie, you're going to lead off the pet parade and have everybody kind of walk around and greet people. We're having a kitty dash, too, this year, too. Yes. The Kitty Dash is coming up after we do that and the one-mile walk. But the Kitty Dash is new this year, and there will be prizes for all different ages of kids. And there's a lot of new things. So we've got uh, Minnesota Disc Dog Club that's coming up from southern Minnesota to do an exhibition. We're trying to get the Washington County canine people back over. Good. So okay. there's, you know, for three hours there is more for all kinds of – lots of things can, for kids right. to and, do this year. Dogs, kids and dogs. Now, how can they get a hold of, register, and find out more about the May 11th and, well, May 4th, the 5K, and then May 11th, the Bark for Life? What can it work? The, reg- the um, website is www.relayforlife, because all of our money goes to Relay for Life and then the American Cancer Society. So it's relayforlife.org backslash bark. Stillwater MN. All right. Okay. So those are the two things. We hope everybody will be there. And um, we're, our goal is to top over $20,000 this year. So yeah, I think we can do it. 
or one of the few left. There you and, go. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, thank Sue. We've got to run to break. appreciate breaks. everything you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. You have a great day. Well, thanks again for calling in. Yep. Thank okay. you, Katie. You bet. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. In an aquatic traffic jam, alligators will do what if they run into mad, mad, boy, my brain, manatees, there we go, manatees. Okay. In an aquatic traffic jam, alligators will do what if they run into um, manatees? We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. All right, in an, an aquatic traffic jam, alligators will do what with manatees? Do you have any idea? Do you, uh, Amy, do you have any idea? They go over them. All right, what do you think, Carly? I think manatees use their flippers and smack the alligators across <laughs> their face. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. There you go. Okay, at an aquatic traffic jam, alligators will give the manatees the right of way. Oh. They'll give the manatees the right of way. That's nice of them. I That's thought that was very nice. nice. Very, yeah, very Rules soulful. of the road, I guess, in the ocean. There you go. Or swamp or wherever and they are. There, I'm sure there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drink some water oh, over I'm there. Here. No. Is <laughs> Just went down the wrong. You're speechless. It's okay. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay. In case you're just tuning in, we are with Amy DeLong. Uh, she is a, your would be a a holistic, holistic ho, a naturopath uh, oil person. No, I don't know what the official way to call you. What? Well, I don't know what to call me Aromatherapy. That is one of those things. All right. Animal aromatherapy. Because okay. I specialize with animals. Right. And an aromatherapist. Okay, well, let's just bring up to date, in case somebody just tuned in now, let's recap a little bit what we mentioned earlier in the show as far as, okay, diffusing. Start out with the diffusing. All right, diffusing, we want to use ultrasonic. And that means? That they're gonna be, there's going to be water in the diffuser, and it's going to feed diff- that. So that's how we're going to dilute it, right. in the water, in mm-hmm. the diffuser, um, into the air. Right. And like a mist. Like a mist. Mm-hmm. And we want to have intermittent option on that on that diffuser if we can. So it doesn't run all so the time. So we're not running it constantly. Um, keeping an exit route so that the animals can leave the room. Dog, cat, iguana, guinea pig, whatever. Uh, yep. All right. Um, so if you're in a big living room versus a small bedroom, you want to adjust it, maybe the number of drops. So like less than five drops. Um, for, for small dogs, it probably one, two drops. Yeah. For bigger dogs, four, five drops. Yep. Okay. okay. Yep. And um, I don't know what else did we? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know. I know. It seems so long ago. It does. But anyway, so so we got the diffuser. Don't run them all the time. Intermittently is is best. All right. And then um, and be very cautious if you have cats in the house. Right. The um, any adverse reactions for any animal would be like your drool, excessive drooling, maybe uh, nose drip, you know, kind of a no, dripping from your nose, Nasals, okay. nasal discharge, um, vomiting, maybe some diarrhea, uh, dizziness if they're just kind of looking a little out of it, staggering a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, any of those kind of things would be cause for concern that you'd just want to get your dog or cat, animal, some fresh air. So right. either you take them outside or you open a window. Okay. Stop the using the oils. Open and get them out in fresh air so they can yep. get get breathe, breathe. All right, <laughs> yeah. There you go. And uh, now with cats, I would say like what a half a drop. I mean, they're mostly well, it so really small. Well, really depends on the um, on the oil 
because the remember we're not going to use we're going to really avoid citrus oils mm-hmm. and I'm going to avoid conifers around cats. What's and, conifer? Uh, conifer trees. Think oh. of those that all stay green all year round. Oh, okay. So fir, um, cedars. Avoid see, those with avoid cats. Pines. Those. Um, yeah, if you can avoid them, that's great. And if you're going to use them, just you know, close your room or just really keep an eye on your cats. Mm-hmm. Um, some tend to, and if it's a one-time use versus if you're using it consistently, mm-hmm. you know, all there's so many variables. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, and there's also with oils too. You know, we talked about anxiety and that, and then uh, uh, flea and tick, flea and tick control. Yeah. And so, how do we use it for that? Well, flea and tick uh, essential oils work really well to repel fleas, ticks, mosquitoes, and that right. sort of thing. The challenge with it is you have to reapply it more frequently. So if you're going camping for the whole weekend and you're going to be up in the deep north woods, <laughs> it may not be the most, it'll be effective, but you're going to be using a lot of it. Now on your website, you give that again. AmyWilliamsDeLong.com. Okay, they, you show how to diffuse it correctly. Yes. All right. Correct. Correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a quick start guide for animal aromatherapy available on my website. You mm-hmm. just, if you go there, um, you're going to see it just below my picture. You're going to see the space. You enter in your email address and you will receive that quick start guide. All right. Okay. Um, yep. So it talks, it covers the dilution rates, which is really important because um, we dilute with animals like we would use for infants. Mm-hmm. It's just that. That diluted, right, like at right. a one percent or less. Is it with generally. water, or do you uh, do you use oils at all? Or yes, okay, so what? diffusion, right? That's in water. But if I'm doing a, anything topically, I might diffuse. I might dilute. I might use coconut oil. Right. I might use jojoba oil. I could use. Um, there's other carrier oils that I use. I make salves where you could have. Um, that like also call butter. tincture. Tinctures, I don't call them tinctures. Okay. I think I of tinctures more as like herbs and. When, oh, okay. you know, um, but I'm, so I'm blending, if I'm doing a lot of times my custom blends are done in a jojoba oil base, right? um, with like one to six drops in an ounce of oil. Okay. So, and it's really, you know, that's when I'm doing them, I'm like layering that. So mm-hmm. if I'm dealing with anxiety, I'm going to also look at what the trigger is. So I'm, you know, how much do I want, gr- do I need grounding because they're really frightened? Are they just shaking? Are they trembling? Are we anxious because we're really afraid or i mean they're usually afraid but you know right, i mean right. you have to kind of weigh out the whole situation mm-hmm. and what's really going on so a lot of times when i get that question well is there really a good oil for that you know yeah. what's a good oil for anxiety well i could say well cedar wood but that may not work for your pet mm-hmm. um so it just depends on what level of anxiety we have what all's going now on. you go to people's homes correct I do. Okay, and then, because I remember when you came out to my place, you had your little <laughs> yep. sack or pack, I don't know what you want to, want to call it, with all case. your little yeah, oils yep. in there, and then you let Gilligan go up, and then whatever he lingered on, you pulled that out. Then you closed it up, yep. picked it up, put it back down, went in there, and whatever he, and he, and whatever he went towards, you picked that out, and then pretty soon you put it down, he'd just look at that. And so now that you, what he literally picked out yeah. is what you kind of made a concoction of for yep. him, correct? Yep. So I, yeah, when animals can pick their own, it's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't all respond like that, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes they can give really great feedback all right. about that. And you don't even have to open a... So if you have an oil bottle at home or oils at home and you want to try it, 
just set it out on the floor and see what they do. Do they if they if they take a sniff and run the other way? Yeah, they're not too into that, right? Yeah, I usually watch for the length of how you know how long do they linger by it? Are All they right. really taking that in, or are they just say, yeah, no, and All my right. head's turning away right away? Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes they don't tell you; they don't give you really good feedback, and the oils are still effective. Um, but you really want something that you're going to like, too. Mm-hmm. Like if I made a blend with lavender in it, Katie, you're not going to use it, right? <laughs> so. I uh, know. Yeah, I can't take that lavender. Just can't. <laughs> you won't believe it. It's time to run again. So, you guys, we got, we're running down here on time. So, if you have a question for Amy, please call it in. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. If you got a call, call since we got Amy here, pick her brain, please. It'd be greatly appreciated. Well, not greatly appreciated, but this is something that is funny that uh, 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 Alexis and Jason addressed on their show. They had a gal give them saying that they wouldn't, when they were, the eagle sound that they used on their show was not an eagle. Okay, so let's. Uh, it's it. So what happens here? Bald eagle sounds are so. Uh, do do does Holly dub them? Hollywood dub them, or do they truly use the bald eagle sound? We'll be back. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And remember, I'm here every Sunday, four to six, answering the canine questions and occasional feline questions. And the question that I gave to you just before break really didn't make any more sense. But uh, on Jason Alexis this year, this week, uh, somebody had. Co- uh, email to them that the what they were the sound they were using for their eagle was not an eagle it was a red tail hawk and so listen to this bald eagles sound so silly that Hollywood dubs their voices so now Jason Electric Alexis Alexis alrighty then yeah my tongue is getting in front of my eye teeth so I can't see what I'm saying. Right, so so they played a real bald eagle sound, and honest to Pete, it, you do not want to listen to that at all. And so now I, I did not realize that, and then I saw this question, I'm like, oh, wow. But they use, they have a tendency to use the red tail, because that sounds very, you know, screamy, very majestic, blah, 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 but it's not the way a bald eagle sounds, and they do, they sound just, you ne- and when I, I never thought of, I've never heard, you know, you know what a cardinal sounds like, a robin sounds like. I guess I'd never paid any attention to what the eagle sounded like. And it was, it kind of blew my mind is what it did. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's head for the lines and then we'll come back. Uh, now remember, if you got any questions for, since we've got her here, take advantage, folks. Uh, give a holler, 651-641-107. If you have any on essential oils and such like that, got any questions, please call me in. Okay. Let's take this is next question and then we'll come back. You know, to that person sitting on the other side. That would be Amy. <laughs> okay. okay. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I just listened to a bald eagle. I just pulled up the sound. Okay. Crazy. Oh, yeah. So if you can, you can you run it through? Yeah. You want me to? Yeah. Try running it through right now. Okay. Okay. Yep. Got it. Yeah. See, that's just unreal. That's so that's, weird. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, now we'll go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, for those of you that wanted to hear that. There you go. There okay, you go. we're going to talk to Barb, and Barb has a question about cats that are throwing up. All right. Hi, Barb. How you doing? Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, something somewhere else. I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Well, thanks for calling. So you got cats throwing up. What's going on? Well, you know, and I've had cats a long time, and I kind of know these cats, and I know what sporadic throwing up is, but... Um, 
We have three. Okay. They're indoor, outdoor. One one has, you know, kind of throw up issues anyway when she eats, so we've got to be careful of that. But a second one is that's not normally. He's acting okay, but things aren't really staying down. Right. So I'm wondering what some of the okay, what are you other feeding? things to think about would be. Okay, what are you feeding? You know, we you know, I've listened to you a lot and I have a variety of different foods. You know, we do the Nutrisource and um, Solid Goal. I, I try to rotate the proteins, and, and I go through that, and then some wet food, and I usually soak it. Um, the last bag was a, a pretty good brand. I think it was a Merrick one, mm-hmm. and it was a salmon, and they weren't as crazy about it, mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, then I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. But so I don't know if there could be some residual. Something. How old are the cats? Um, the one that's doing the most throwing up today, or not a lot, but is ten. Another one is eight. Okay, have you had any blood work done done on these guys? Not like recently, a, a, but they act like totally normally healthy. Okay, because usually when a cat is throwing up, um, it's because of the dry matter. Whereas if you to see if it's the dry matter, uh, number one, and, and all the carbs, I, I would just go to a good grain-free canned food for a week. And if they, if he's not throwing up, then you got it. Because sometimes when you wet the dry food, some, that's not enough for the cats. All right, and so okay. that's so, so that's why I would suggest that. Or if you got if you're making a hamburger, pitch some to the because being that they're indoor outdoor, you know, unfortunately the birds you know are coming back, so I'm sure they're gonna get a bird here and there. <laughs> yeah, they're they're starting to you know, and I know what those little deposits look like. Right, <laughs> right. From that, so what are they then, throwing up? Pardon? What are they throwing up? Food or what? No, no. The the one that's throwing more today, he is. If there's a little bit of food, it's that, but then he's thrown up. You know, if he takes a good drink of water, that might come up, too. See, that's not that's not normal, because usually if no. it's the, the food, yeah, because there could, so there could be something that's, you know, uh, red, uh, you know, like a, a blockage, okay? Because in dog's world, if they're throwing up on a regular basis, I mean, not like right after another, but like, let's say they threw up, and then an hour later, they throw up again, and two hours later, they throw up. Usually, that means a blockage, okay. all right? And so this dog, this cat might have a blockage. So now, how many times did it throw up today? You know, probably, you know, during the course of from early morning, probably, um at least four times. Oh yeah, no. Then I would. That this isn't a food thing. This oh. is definitely. This is definitely a blockage that the, the cat ate. Whether it be one, one thing that people do that a lot of the cats uh, have a blockage too is those little tiny. They look like mice. They felt mice with catnip in them. That causes blockage. Those little glitter balls. Those causes yep. bl- blockages. Pieces that get off. And, and those get, kinds of things, this guy doesn't do. Okay, and so then he, he could have been eating. You know, the, we don't know, but definitely this is not a food thing. If she's throwing up that many times today, there is a blockage in Probably there. Probably a blockage. Yep, or and so that's why no, it isn't a food because if it's a food thing, the cat may throw up today, and then three days later he throws up, and it's usually food that he throws up. All right, mm-hmm. but because he's throwing up on a regular basis here, he's now he's getting dehydrated. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's up to yourself. You know what the the cat, but because they're so small, yeah, you know, it's like a small dog. They mm-hmm. can they can tank pretty easy, and of course, nothing can ever get sick during a weekday from nine to five. Oh, of course, it's got to be on the weekend, and then it has to be on Sunday to boot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Personally, if it was my cat, what's his demeanor like? Fine. 
Okay, yeah. He, he, he asked to go outside, the, and it's like, no, you can't go outside yeah, today. Yeah, no good. No, because cats are the masters. They could be, when they finally look like they're sick, they are really in a downward spiral. Yeah, right? and he has been acting pretty much relatively normal. Mm-hmm, yeah, no, but that's what I mean, though, is that when he, you don't wait for a cat to look sick because then they're really, right, really sick. Right, then it's too late. Yeah, well, yeah, it could be too late. So okay. personally, if this is my cat, I know it costs you money. I get it. But I, because I, what I'm worried about is that he's going to, uh, because he's thrown up so many times, is that he's going to lose, um, you know, his electrolytes and get yep. dehydrated, and then he's going to tank with that too. Okay. And so that's why, you know, I'm not, I'm the last one to hit a panic button. <laughs> right. I'm not hitting the, I'm not hitting the panic button, but I'm just yeah. saying he can spiral pretty fast here. So I, for just peace of mind, I would take him in and have him uh, X-rayed and see if they can see that if there's something stuck in there or an ultrasound. So it's up to yourself, but yeah. you know oh. that ER. You know you can just the, the ER uh, animal in Oakdale. I don't know what where it area. Yeah, we're. I think we have to go. Last one I knew about was like in Golden Valley or okay. something. Okay, yeah, look we're it up. west of the metro. West, west metro. oh, you're west. Okay, yeah. Okay. So like I said, I'm sorry, but it's a Sunday and it's after hours. Yeah, but you know what? I'd rather do something right now than at uh, midnight. You midnight, wake up and your and yeah. your cat is tanking. And all of a sudden, it's like, dang it, I wish I would have. Listen to your gut. Your gut is always your best friend. Okay, okay? yep. And I'm kind of watching him close. We've got him in a more confined area. Good. You good. know, so but for him to throw up that many times, I would, I'd doubt the door. There's some, there's a blockage, whether it's an intersusception where the small intestines back over itself mm-hmm. or whether he swallowed something that's causing it. You know, something as simple, you know, I mean, cats, you know, I mean, look how little they are. It doesn't take much to, you know, create a blockage. No. It just, you know, a little bit, you know, unlike a lab, you know, they got to eat a glove or a sock, you know, to cause Yeah, a and this guy doesn't eat anything but what he catches or right. his food that we give him. Yeah, but he there won't. could be something. I mean, if he hasn't yeah. hacked it up now, like I said, he's, he's going to be losing yeah. electrolytes and, and uh, such like that. So we'll keep okay. me posted on how this plays out, okay? All right. Appreciate okay, Kato, it. You Thank bet. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, when animals throw up, like just like with the overusing oils, you were saying how they saliva, you know, they're drooling a lot and such like that, you know, and then throwing up, you know, that's that something ain't right. <laughs> that's not normal. And for this cat to be throwing up like that, yeah, that's not, it wasn't a food thing. So hopefully all will be well. Everybody send out a little prayers or that it's, the cat will be okay. Because that's, boy, I'll tell you, that's, yeah, that's not good. Okay. Amy, back to you. And back to Amy. Oh, what? Yeah, I heard this all that. Thank you. But anyway, okay, so now flea tick uh, for oils and, re- and mosquitoes and, and such like that. So you would uh, like go to your, your website and then it tells you how to dilute things. And then a lot of that, would that be like spray-ons then that you would put on yourself or you put on their pets? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And what is kind of the norm for repelling fleas and ticks with oils? The norm. Well, I mean, what what's the main, usual go-to? To try- go-to oils mm-hmm. for it? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I am not a fan of citronella, okay. personally, but um, lemongrass, okay, lemongrass is really good. Cedar wood and lemon eucalyptus. Lemon eucalyptus, really? Um, I've never smelled that. Well, think lemon and eucalyptus. Eucalyptus, yeah. I'm just trying to try that, <laughs> and that doesn't try to you know vision that or and yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, oh, now we lost the ch- geranium. Geranium. Geranium okay. is okay. really good for okay. specifically ticks. So if you really need to get specific. I mean, addressing mosquitoes is a little different than ticks, is different mm-hmm. than fleas. All right. You really break it all down. Okay, so ticks. Let's handle ticks. So ticks, you're going to want geranium and lemongrass. All right. And that, now we're making a spray or whatever and spritzing the dog, correct? 
Yeah. Okay. We can do that. And I would generally, I don't really do a lot. Well, I will do topical application um, only for specific purposes, right? Mm -hmm. And I would never put it on a bandana. Don't put it on a bandana. I do not. No, I don't put it on something that cannot leave the dog. So if I have to put it on a bandana, the dog is constantly smelling that right by their nose. Right. Now, I get that part. Because I do tell people, like, put a drop of eucalyptus oil, put it in a Ziploc bag overnight, but, but, and then use it. You know, like, okay, we're going for a walk, put it on. When you get back, you know, a half hour, hour later, take it off. Would that, would that work or not? That could work, but the ticks usually come up from the ground. Yeah. Right. Yep. So I, and suggest, they gravitate to the head, though. They do, but yep. I suggest like spritzing the legs mm. and the belly, shoulders. Okay. Okay. So that we're not like right in face. The, okay. Right in the face. Okay. Um, but yeah, the one thing about them is a lot of those, the same component in citronella and lemongrass can also be really skin sensitizing. Mm-hmm. So that's where we want to make sure that we dilute it All right. well enough so right. it doesn't irritate you if you're putting it on your hands or anything. Right. You can also stick the spray, do this, take the same spray and spray it on your pants legs or okay. your legs. Right? Okay, we got to also talk about itchy skin. You said we haven't talked about itchy we skin yet. So itchy when we come back, we're going to do fleas because we did ticks. We got to do fleas. And then mosquitoes and then itchy skin. We, and hopefully we'll get that in because we only got maybe 10, 11 minutes. <laughs> Can we get that? Can you talk sure. real fast? <laughs> okay. Da, 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 da. Despite the lack of visible ears, do penguins have good hearing or poor hearing? Hello. Winding down uh, the hour here. So we want to, uh, uh, okay, the lack of visible ears to penguins, do they have good um, hearing or bad hearing? Do you have any idea there, Carly? I'm going to say they have good hearing. All right. What do you want to say? I was going to say good. Yep. Excellent hearing. But I kind of gave you the, despite, I said the word despite. The lack of visible ears right away, you know that. Okay. Yeah, the, but I've also learned that um, penguins, like, I mean, there's a reason they, they ha- they're vocal. Yep. It's not because they are deaf and just can't hear and yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep, yep, I mean it's yep. to communicate. So they yep. gotta hear at least like Oh yeah. Hey, yeah. You got it. You got it. Okay, we're talking to Amy DeLong and Amy, how can they now on your website go to her website. Her she's got a very nice website. How do they what website are they going to there, Amy? Amy Williams DeLong. And in case you're driving or whatever, you can just go to mytalk1071.com. Carly put it on my show page so you can, you know, get it, catch it right there too also. Because she's got a really it's essential oils for animals, quick start safety guide. And yeah, we can bore you with, you know, all this, trying to visualize it. The best thing to do is just go to her website and then get it so she'll, that it'll help you teach uh, uh, how to mix it. Okay, so now we got it, uh, fleas. Uh, what do you suggest with fleas? A uh, quick one you can try is peppermint, peppermint or cedarwood. Okay, atlas, cedarwood. atlas cedarwood. Okay, and then now itchy skin. What about itchy skin? Itchy skin can really get calmed with a combo of like coconut oil, as you've mm-hmm. mentioned quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lavender, carrot seed, carrot seed, carrot seed. Really, it's really healing for skin. Oh, really? Yeah, but a lot of, with the with itchy skin, I like making the salve. So I will have a salve base that would have. Uh, shea butter, coconut butter, cocoa butter, and coconut oil, and some beeswax. And then, depending on what the issue is, why the skin is itchy, can put some oils into that blend, into that base. 
So how am I going to put that on? My dog has fur. So how am I putting the salve on? Well, sometimes, when, I mean, in cases when I'm using that, is usually there's no more fur left. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. So we've had mange or we've licked it off or there's a wound. The nice thing about it is if they lick this, it, it's not toxic, toxic to them and they'll okay. still get the benefits whether they lick it or they don't lick it. Generally, the goal is to not lick it, but at least they won't uh, hurt themselves if they do. Right. And then you can put, uh, let's see, so yeah, so they did it. Okay, so that is for, like, but now is there any oil that you can make a mist of or whatever that, you know, for itchy skin? Or did you, is, it just, is it just a salve? Um, you know, no, like, let's you say your dog is do, itching. You can take, um, I'm like not getting anything here. But anyway, oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm not, I'm not hearing what I'm, but um, you can take aloe vera okay. into like a spritzer bottle and mix that with, say, an oil, like a jojoba oil or a fractionated coconut oil. Okay. And uh, aloe in itself is really great for the skin. Mm-hmm. So, And then you could use that as a base and put some oils into that. Oh, okay. And so then what oils would I put into that? Well, it depends on what's going they're, on. But they're just itching. And they, my dog's itching. If and, they're just itching, well, uh, Roman chamomile and sweet marjoram can act as antihistamines. Okay. So sometimes those really help. However, if they have an allergy to the ragweed family, then you don't want to use right. Roman chamomile. All right. Okay. Um, but so yarrow is mm-hmm. another one that can be really helpful for skin and calming antihistamine effects. Mm-hmm. Um. If there's swelling, let's see, just itching. Well, good old lavender. (laughs) (laughs) Dang that lavender. (laughs) Dang that lavender. It's like, you know, grandma's chicken soup. It's like good for everything. But one thing, yeah, there you go. The the big thing here, though, that I wanted my listeners to get is that not oils are the same. So, you know, there's a difference between one one gal say, oh, geez, I got that for 10 and this other gal paid 30. You know, so that that the thing is, you gotta what you said earlier to find the paperwork, which you you can if they call you, they can you can help them understand how what is a good oil and what is not a, bad, a good oil. Correct. Correct. There's a it's called a GSMS report. GC what? gas chromography mass spectrum report. I think it's called GCM S GCMS GCMS report report. That if you don't know what you're looking for, it's just going to look like a bunch of numbers. Okay. But I think to me, what's most important is that the company like offers that information, Mm -hmm. um, which is they're being transparent about, or you can call them and ask them. Um, But price is not always, I mean, if something's like super crazy cheap, it's probably not. And and then all the same spectrum is that being super crazy expensive doesn't necessarily mean it's good stuff either. Correct. Right. Absolutely. And so that's why you've got to get to know, you know, the uh, where where you, what company are you buying from? Just like with dog food, as far right. as uh, you got to, you know, know your source, know the company, and and then you know, is are they upstanding and transparent? Yep. That's huge. Yep. So, are there any questions that if they call, like, let's say somebody's using the oil right now, can if they call that company and say, okay, I want the GCMS. Uh, report for this and if they say well no so then would I be I it, that, because they don't have that report they're not being transparent so I sh- well should... the reports are expensive to run so not all companies will have 
every batch of oil, a report for every batch of oil, but they should be able to tell you why they don't have it or they should be able to get it for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, some, I call and that it tells one, you like the, the potency or the... It tells you the, com- the components that are in it. All right. So and you were saying that some of them nowadays are very synthetic. Yeah, because as they get... Now the collar... Um, that called in and said he had some sandalwood. Yep. Sandalwood is, is a beautiful oil. Um, and the plants are starting to become, there's a sustainability issue with that. All right. But so they're doing them from different countries and different right. places. But because it's expensive and it's popular, it's also one where they start putting a synthetic component to it and they charge less for it. Uh-huh. Um, and that's, and a lot of trained noses wouldn't even know the difference. Really? So it's it's that wood, but a test would this report would detect that sort of thing. And that GCMS is what say what's the what's oh, that report called? Oh, okay, never that. mind. Okay, never What's mind. Gas no. chromography mass spectrum. I think. Okay. <laughs> Something okay. like okay. that. No, I get that. I get that. I better with that. Just like diatomaceous earth. Everybody says, how do you spell it? I don't know. Just, I just yeah. say D-E. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Diatomaceous earth, D-E. So, and that's what I tell people for flea and tick, you know, to, to work yeah. with that in a baby soft food grade only though. Yeah. Well, Amy, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to spend here and hopefully you enlighten a lot of listeners asking and get them to start asking questions. That's the whole Absolutely. thing is Ask dangle the carrot questions. and get them to set it to just be drones, you know, know what they're giving their dogs and cats or iguanas or whatever type thing and, and how to do it and do it correctly. So, uh, and then like I said, you guys can go to my talk, 1071.com, go to the KDK9 show page in case you're driving and don't have time to write this down and uh you can get that uh her information you you just click on that link on my show page for that so i I can't thank you enough and then um uh, the final thoughts uh, like i said i just can't i keep going back to the diffuser because i go to so many homes that i walk through that door and i just about get landed on my butt it's like you know i think you need to calm it down (laughs) and so that's why it needs to be not and not to run them 24 7 is your Absolutely. Take yes. a break. Take a break. So what would, would be like two hours like on, two hours off? What would uh, like 10, 15, 20 Ma- minutes on? Oh, okay. Okay. And then maybe a half hour, an hour off. Okay. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for listening and Thanks, go to Katie. You bet. Take care. Have a great week. See you next week.